0: Hi, my name's Ben Dreyfus, and I'm going to ask some very stupid questions. In society, you're not allowed to admit that you don't know basic facts about things. And all the time, we talk about big, big subjects like global warming and drought and energy and basketball. And no one ever admits, I think, that they don't know the very basic facts about them because society won't let you say that you have to Wikipedia them late at night alone but no one wants to Wikipedia late at night alone they want to do other things late at night alone which we're not gonna talk about right now so today I've got some questions about electricity so I'm here with Tim McDonald Mother Jones reporter climate desk reporter and he thinks he has answers to my questions about electricity
1: so Tim Why don't you tell them where we are? Thanks, Ben. So right now, you and I are sitting on the east side of Manhattan, near 10th Street, right where it runs into the East River. We're sitting in the shadow of the East River power plant, which is owned by Con Ed, and which provides some of the electricity that we use here in New York. It's a beautiful, beautiful scene. I wish you could see it.
0: All right, so let's just just start at the most basic level. What is electricity, Tim?
1: So electricity is it's where we get our power <laughs> from it's the juice <laughs> it's the juice yeah electricity is uh, it's electrons moving from one place to another basically the way you make electricity is by using some kind of motion to rub electrons off of atoms and then they can travel along power lines and then they can go into your iphone so and you're we're rubbing atoms yeah we're rubbing our atoms together right now we're sitting in a park rubbing, rubbing atoms, atoms. <laughs> yeah basically all right so
0: Who is the person who invented electricity? God, but like who discovered, sorry, who (laughs) discovered it?
1: We've all heard about Ben Franklin and his key with the lightning, but first person to really make use of electricity in the way that we use it now is Thomas Edison, right? He was the first one to have the idea of building um, a kind of big central building that would have power generators inside of it, that would have cables hooked up that could send that power to buildings in the neighborhood. So the very first one, first power plant ever opened was called the Pearl Street Station. Opened by Thomas Edison in the 1880s. It burned coal and sent electricity for basically just for lighting to about 500 buildings in the lower Manhattan area. So, and, so, so before that, if you wanted
0: electricity, you had to catch a lightning bolt.
1: Right, you had to catch a lightning bolt or burn some oil in a lamp or I got to kill a whale and burn the <laughs> whale oil in a lamp or something like that. So yeah, so he did that and, and basically the power grid that we all know and love and use every day today basically all just grew out of that one spot. That Pearl Street Station doesn't exist anymore but the company that that he started, Con Ed, Consolidated Edison, you know, still exists. That's still where we get our power from in New York today. So the first plant was running on coal. This one doesn't run on coal though, the new one. No, the one that we're sitting in front of now burns natural gas. So depending on which part of the country you're in, different states have sort of different types of power that they use. So what is the the most popular? The U.S. For a long time got most of its power from coal and at least half but within the last 10 to 15 years or so that's been changed coal has been dropping off a lot actually for a whole bunch of reasons that we can talk about but now now the us gets something like 40 percent of its power from coal burning power plants so it's the biggest coal is still the single biggest source but it's not a majority the rest of the stuff natural gas is the second biggest source Just and fracking that- from, yeah, from fracking and, uh, yeah, from natural gas drilling in other ways, too. Is so. there
0: other type of natural
1: gas drilling besides yeah, fracking? Can, yeah, you can get natural gas from other ways. Fracking was <laughs> fracking like a type of drilling that allowed people to get to oil and gas that was that they couldn't get to with other drilling techniques.
0: Oh, wait, so it was the hard-to-get stuff. Yeah, it's the
1: hard-to-get stuff. Why yeah. do
0: they call it fracking?
1: Because they, sh- they stick a pipe down in there, and then they pump a bunch of water and chemicals and sand, and it fractures... The shale rock that the gas is trapped in. So it's short for fracture.
0: Okay, so when we talk about energy, we tend to like talk about it in this way that it's all bad, right? We talk about like how much energy it costs to do X, right? And we sort of talk about it in this way where it's it's bad to spend a lot of energy, like, like you know you leave your television on and it spends X Y energy, and your refrigerator spends X Y energy, but like not all energy
1: is bad, right? I think the distinction is that using energy isn't bad burning fossil fuels is bad. These power plants, like the one behind us that's burning natural gas, it's cleaner than coal but still emits greenhouse gases that cause climate change and other kinds of pollution. Coal burning power plants are the single biggest source of greenhouse gas emissions in the country. And if you leave your TV on overnight, then you're using up all this electricity and all the electricity that you're using has to come from somewhere and it comes from burning fossil fuels most of the time.
0: So if you have a hydro dam near you and you're getting like, in Idaho, my mom, I think gets a lot of her energy from hydro dams. She can leave her TV on at night.
1: Uh, maybe I mean I don't know. Well, they don't get all of it from hydro, right? I mean that's the biggest. That's the biggest source. Just because Idaho produces a lot of hydropower doesn't necessarily mean that they're getting all of it from hydropower. Sometimes states sell energy to other states, or electricity can move across. You know, because in, in the days since that Pearl Street station, I mean now the grid is the grid covers the whole country. It even goes. You know, it goes between Mexico and the U.S. and Canada, and so. The electricity gets traded all around so I'm not going to condone your mom's TV habit if that's what you want me to do right now.
0: okay I did I did want you to do that <laughs> sorry So the grid let's talk about the grid okay. Wow, wow wow that's a big infrastructure thing yeah, it's big that sounds like a huge deal that yeah. probably happened in the mid to early like bit over
1: of the 20 the over the kind of the whole course of the 20th century the technology hasn't really changed that much in the last hundred years like if you think about the same time that power plants were first starting to come online was also the same time that we were making the first telephones. And only a few decades after that we were building the first cars, you know, the Ford Model T and stuff. And if you think about how much change those technologies have gone through in the last century, compared to, I mean, it's, I mean, a car today is like unrecognizable from a Model T Ford. Yeah. And phones. Or phones. Yeah, exactly. Um, But not with the power plants. Not as much because it's, it's, it's uh, among all kind of industries, it's, it's really averse to innovation. They don't really like, they haven't really progressed that much. And now, I mean, that's why, and that's kind of, that brings us to like, kind of where we're at today with solar and renewable energy and wind and and these other technologies that are so interesting because this is basically the first time ever in the last hundred plus years that power companies have been around that there's been any kind of competition because you know back when thomas edison was setting up the grid there was no way for normal people to like make their own electricity you had to have a big generator and you had to like buy a whole bunch of coal you had to know
0: how to build you had to a generator to do it, yeah you could give me a hammer in a thousand years and i'd be like i don't know what to do with this well
1: you still don't have to know how to build it but I, you had <laughs> to have them you have to have the money to build like this giant building and to buy yeah. a bunch of like black this weird black rock commodity that you had to pay a bunch of money for and buy off the ship and stuff yeah and i mean if people had been able to make their own power from the get-go you never would have had an electric grid the way that we have now. So now that you have solar, for example, where you can put up some money, to start making power on your rooftop, and now that is a, that's a kind of competition. You don't have to have a power plant like the one that's behind us. So, that's, so this is like an unprecedented kind of competition to utility companies, and that's why they're all freaking out about. But so my dad lives in California, and he has solar panels. Is that how you pronounce it? Panels.
0: Panels. Panels. So, so a lot of panels on his roof in Encinitas. And he, he, like, I think the theory is is that it lowers the cost of his bill. But, yep. like, this, the sun rays that he catches on his rooftop and that turns into electricity, is that the electricity that is powering
1: his iPad? So it's actually not. So... It, or actually, the answer is that it might be, but we don't really know. Maybe. So, electrons, like, it's kind of hard to tell one from the other. <laughs> They're pretty much all the same, right? But instead of instead of necessarily using the power from those electrons and sending those straight into his iPad, what's happening instead is that there's an exchange of electricity that's happening between the solar panels on your dad's roof and the electric grid that he used to use for all of his power. He's still connected to the grid. There are times of the day when your dad's solar panels are making a lot more energy than he's actually using in the house. like you know if it's the middle of the right. afternoon and he's at, you know he's off at work doing something he's not at home maybe the ac is off there's no appliances on um, it's producing a lot later at night when he comes home and the ac's on and you know other things are running um, and there's no sun there's no sun yeah so the it's not a perfect match right so the, so sometimes he's still taking power from the grid and sometimes he's sending um power back onto the grid there's this kind of policy that's called net metering which is basically the concept is that that all that extra energy that you're producing from your solar panels the the utility company has to buy from you what if yeah. i
0: was a lunatic and i lived in, off the grid as they say in like waco and things like that right. and you live <laughs> in waco like, i don't know if it was in waco but they <laughs> in like ruby ridge when they live in the middle of nowhere and they have guns and they're like don't want to They don't want any postal employees to come by, but you have some solar panels somehow, like Santa brought them. And you connected them to your stuff just in your own house. So there's no fucking grid. Right. There's no there's no there's no man coming in right. here with this grid. <laughs> right. But like then you would it would only really work during the day unless you had like batteries or something. Yeah.
1: And that's like that's actually that's like one of the big problems with solar is that un- unless you unless you are connected to the grid, you're really just at the whim of how much sun is coming in at the, the time god. that you yeah of the sun god Ra. yeah um, got him on speed dial. <laughs> um, oh it's a heat. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to get it. I'm not this is a different conversation. But actually, but now so that's like that's like the next big thing on the horizon is like big batteries that you could use to store power from your solar panels that would be like giant batteries that you could power your whole house with. And then it then if you you know, assuming that you have like a week of sun, if you had a week of like cloudy days where you didn't get much sun, you would still have a bunch so of hours. So if Ra soldier. got mad and was like, yeah, if you you're angered, all going if off angry <laughs> Yeah, but it's still, the more solar, but it's like in, in the big picture, the more solar that we have, the better off we are. I mean, which is a huge change from right now because right now solar, all solar in the U.S. right now adds up to about like half of 1% of all the energy that we use. Okay. The, the other type of energy that we have
0: not discussed
1: is electric eels.
0: Yes, well, that, there's there's a few types of energy. Okay, okay, so let's talk about the electric eels. Yeah. I, I was talking on Twitter, and I was asking people to write me emails about questions they all had about electricity. And one of the questions that I had was, have we looked into turning electric eels into energy, making machines? Like, right. we've got a bunch of electric eels and put them in a tank, and then power a city. Right. Is that a
1: reasonable... Is that a thing? Can we
0: do that? Should Hillary run on that?
1: I actually... said. So- There's two questions in there. I'll probably leave the Hillary question to To someone. To the Politico. Yeah, I'll leave that to that down to the DC bureau. I'll leave that to the DC bureau. (laughs) I mean, I actually I did come across a video of like a restaurant in Japan that had somehow wired a tank that had an electric eel with it to power like a Christmas tree, like Christmas tree lights. I don't really understand how they did that. It, had, it was something to do with, like, putting, like, some kind of aluminum plate in the water that, like, got the electricity from the eel or something. Every but, time it shocked. Yeah. I mean, okay, so eels, like, eels actually produce, like, a surprisingly large amount of energy. I mean, they, so, I, I was looking this up the other night, okay? So, eels make, they have, like, 600 watts worth of power. So, to put that in perspective, a, a kind of, like, medium-sized, air like, window air conditioner that you might have in your apartment. The power that that thing sucks is like 900 watts, but I mean the thing about eels is that they are only able to produce that energy for like it was something like two thousandths of one second or something. Okay, so they know? can't do it for a whole. They hour. can't do it for a. <laughs> so they can I only think, power that Christmas tree. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't. So I I don't really think we should turn to electric eels as a solution to climate change. The eel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wait, wait, now you brought up now you brought up bikes. Right and. <laughs> That's what sort of set up this whole thing a few days ago. We were talking about, I go to SoulCycle. I like SoulCycle a lot. If we were to connect them all up to the grid, like, would that make it cheaper for SoulCycle? Like, not have to pay for their, like, air conditioning or anything like that? Seems that the answer is no.
1: I think the answer is probably no. I mean, I think, I mean, clearly, if if they put people on bikes, 60 people in a room for 45 minutes, and I mean, it wouldn't, hard out. it wouldn't be nothing. I mean, yeah. they're making power, but, like, so... That's, you know, like, divine, man. Right. <laughs> So like I said, like 100 watts, right? So if you have like one person working for an hour, it's like 100 watt hours. And the air conditioner is like 900. So Nine that's,
0: people can power an air conditioner for one hour. Yeah, if they ride on their yeah basically, hour. yeah.
1: So, yeah, so we, we did a little bit of math on this before we came out here. And one of those machines over the course of the year would make about 183 kilowatt hours, which sounds like a lot, because I mean, a kilowatt is like a 1,000 watts. But the thing is that the typical like, rooftop solar panel system is about four kilowatts. So running over the course of an entire year, I mean, the, the solar, basically the point is that the solar panel could produce the same amount in about two days as the entire machine would in over one year, in the whole year. of working.
0: Um, another type of energy, Yeah. this gets us to one of my main questions here. Where does wind come from? <laughs> okay, so so we can get power. So, so to back up, we can get there's a lot of wind turbines. You yeah, wind it's in Palm Springs. You can see it. They turn the thing. It's in wind the thing.
1: all comes from Palm Springs. That's yeah, that are.
0: is the answer. Where I have no idea where wind comes from. I thought it might have been the moon, but it turns out that has to do with waves.
1: And waves. Those are separate. Yeah.
0: Wind. I'm feeling it on my face right now. And wind is one of those things. I don't think I think people would be embarrassed to ask this.
1: Right. But no one knows. It's where a wind perfect comes question from. for this podcast. Yeah.
0: I I got questions. That wind. I don't know where it is from.
1: <laughs> well, okay, so wind, wind comes more from the sun than from the moon, actually, because the sun heats the air that's above the earth, right? Different parts of the air are, are different temperatures, right? Um, like, I mean, if you've ever... I mean, if you just that's watch... what makes turbulence, right? Yeah, watch yeah. your, like, watch your, like, meteorologist um, on TV, and they show you the big map of the U.S., and, like, it's cold over there and hot over there, okay? So there's, like, different temperatures. Yeah. And the temperature of the air changes... The density of the air so when you have cold air the molecules in the air move less and they sink and when you have hot air it rises okay and that's what that's what meteorologists are talking about when they talk about high pressure or low pressure if you ever heard your meteorologist talk about that on tv what they mean is the pressure that the air is exerting onto the surface of the earth so a low pressure system means that the air is hot and so it's up it's higher up in the sky so it's not pushing as much on the earth. Anyway, so getting back to wind. So if you just think about basic physics, air wants to move from areas of high pressure into areas of low pressure. Okay. Uh, it just wants to expand out into just the areas with low down. pressure. It just, just wants, wants to, to calm get rid down. of the pressure. Just so wants when to air is taken
0: an out of and chill. When
1: air moves from so when you have a high pressure system and then you have lower pressure somewhere else, the air is going to want to move from the high pressure place to the low pressure place. That's wind. So
0: this wind we are feeling is because it's going from one high pressure to a low pressure Yeah, place? and the
1: speed of the wind is just determined by the pressure, the distance between the high pressure place and the low pressure place. Mm. If the low pressure place is right next to the high pressure place, the wind is going to be faster because it's. Oh, yeah.
0: it'll be faster. Yeah.
1: but I mean the basic concept is that. Wind is air that's moving from a high-pressure system to a low-pressure system. What you're
0: saying is it's not God at my back telling me I can do better.
1: Well, it's also God is also sitting on a cloud and blowing on (laughs) you. Yeah,
0: (laughs) right. Stand up straight. (laughs) Um, okay, I have a couple quick more questions. Great. Okay, I'm just gonna start shooting some of these off. This is the light- the lightning round. Since we're already- since we're already here. So wait, what is, oh yeah, oh yeah, have you ever seen the movie, have you ever, you know the actor Val Kilmer? Yeah. Have you seen the film The, the Saint? Oh. The no, s- no, The Saint. Okay, no. In the movie The Saint, it's all about Elizabeth Shue creates cold fusion, and she's gonna give it to the world, because it'll create free energy for the world, and it's in Russia, and then there's someone's gonna steal it, and they're gonna sell it, and then she wants to give it away. And then If
1: you're d- about to ask me what cold fusion is, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> Alright.
0: No, my answer, my, my question was, what is Elizabeth Shue doing now? <laughs> Um, All right, so now we're going to end this. Thank you for joining us on I Have Questions for the episode about electricity. Uh, We'll see you next week on I Have Questions about other item that is simple. Thank you so much,
1: Tim. Thanks, Ben. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.